The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Bite Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I discuss a big return on SmackDown last night and talk to a WWE Hall of Famer about the new 24-7 championship. Dolph Ziggler, yes, that Dolph Ziggler, made his return to the WWE on SmackDown and swiftly attacked WWE champion Kofi Kingston. But why now for Dolph Ziggler? Plus, WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley joins us to talk about the big announcement about the WWE 24-7 championship and what he would have done differently with that promo on Raw this past Monday night. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. We did get a big return yesterday on SmackDown, Bully. Yes, we did. We sure did. And it was a certain assault on a champion. Kofi jumped through hoop after hoop after hoop, and he walked in and he ran the gauntlet. And after 11 long years, 11 years of earning everything, He became an overnight success, and it should be me. And he walked in to WrestleMania to fight Daniel Bryan for the WWE title while I sat at home, and that should have been me. And on that night, on that night at WrestleMania, he was the better wrestler. He was the better man, and he won the WWE title, and it should have been me. And every day since, every day, every day since becoming WWE champion, Kofi has outperformed every single critic and he's earned it and he's been a fighting champion and you all respect him and you all admire him and it should be me! And that super showdown I'm going to beat Kofi for the WWE title because I have to. And I will become WWE champion and each one of you will admire me and respect me and you will love me. Wow, strong words last night from Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Grand slam last night yep. with, the phys- with the physicality on Kofi and then with that promo. Loved it. Loved it that he came out to no music, just sauntered out onto the stage and then cuts this, this, this emotional promo. I honestly thought he was going to finish the promo with what about me? What about Dolph Ziggler? 
basically that was the tone of the promo he immersed himself in that and and here here we go back to the the old argument dave about you know uh scripted promos Mm -hmm. you think that was a scripted promo last night i would i would say yes it was a scripted promo it was it was a very scripted promo but dolph owned it the same way samoa joe owns his scripted promos or alexa owns her scripted promos so he did a f- f- phenomenal job. Now, I don't know if it's just a buildup for one show in Saudi or if, or, or if we're going to get Dolph back for a while. Listen, Dolph in the ring, can you know he can do it all. And I think having Dolph around can really help, especially using him to have some great matches with Kofi, which we're going to get in Saudi. So great job by him last night yeah, across you're, the board. You're right, uh, Bully, in the fact that Dolph is fantastic. On the microphone uh, last night, with the assault on Kofi Kingston and then now getting this championship title match in Saudi and Kofi and Dolph Ziggler, that could be a match that steals the show. Now, obviously the, the matches that they're touting are, are, are the legends Goldberg and undertaker triple H and Randy Orton for sure. But this is probably going to be the match this and, and this is where like youth being served because I think that match and Finn and Andrade are probably going to be the matches that grabs people's attention and the matches that people are going to be talking about. Uh, the match right now that I'm looking forward to is Dolph and Kofi. Mm-hmm. Just because of their psychology and their use of false finishes in matches and the story that they're going to tell. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to enjoy it. I'll go out on a limb. I'm looking more forward to Dolph and Kofi than I was Seth and AJ. And Seth and AJ was really, really good. Yes. I, I mean, yeah, Seth Seth and AJ was lights out. But you know what Seth and AJ didn't have, and we talked about this, Bully, was really a story going in. You have that story now with Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler. Now, Dolph is challenging Kofi in, in Saudi, correct? Yes. So then how's Brock going to make any kind of earth-shattering announcement on Raw? They went off of Raw with Paul saying, we're going to make our decision next week, right? Yes. Well, how is he going to decide it to be Kofi? If he decides it's Kofi, does Dolph get bumped? No, I mean, I mean, don't, don't forget, uh, Brock Lesnar next week could come out and say, you know what, we're going after the WWE Championship doesn't necessarily mean he has to cash in anytime soon. He could just be waiting in the wings. I, I that's why. And, and no, listen, no, Dave, 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 Dave. They went off the air with Heyman saying we're going to make our decision next week. So if they're going to make a decision, and last night we already got a match announced in Dolph versus Kofi in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. How could? How could? Uh, how could he possibly be choosing Kofi? You're you're saying that he that Brock is not going to choose to cash in in Saudi Arabia. No, I, I think that's more like he's gonna he's they're gonna make the announce. I could be wrong. This is the way how I took it that they're making the announcement on Monday Night Raw what championship title they're going after. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, okay. That that's the gray area. I get it. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The legendary Mick Foley. Mick, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing 
doing good, Dave. Yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't uh, couldn't be there. Uh, about I had some extenuating circumstances, and I hope you catch Nita on the road uh, very soon. Yeah, she put on one hell of a show. You would have been able to see the Dave LaGreca T-shirt that uh, the King Josh V was wearing <laughs> during the really? show last night. You know what's funny is like uh, I, I I wrote about this. I was Nita was you know plays with Alice Cooper when she's not doing her own thing, and she came out uh, in New Jersey uh, last summer for the encore wearing the Cactus Jack Wanted shirt. And I was there by myself, so I just, like, grabbed the stranger next to me, and I said, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> I know her. Like, so, and I was, like, remarked on the fact that I'm 53, but I'm singing I'm 18. Like, I'm, I'm 18. No, I'm actually 30. So we got a 72-year-old guy <laughs> singing a song about being... <laughs> 64 years younger, while a guy who's 38, you know, years above that, is convinced. You know, that's the power of music. Like, yeah, like, for those four minutes, or whatever. I am 18, and I'm singing along, and Nita Strauss is wearing my shirt. It's like Steiner Math. Yeah. Was it? Did I do, did I do okay with the Steiner Math? I, yeah, I think he got to eight instead of 18, but you were damn close. Ah man, yeah, 64. Yeah, yeah right. I'm eight. I'm, I'm, I'm using crayons. I'm eight. <laughs> that was the. I think that was the original song. And they're like, nah, it we didn't should have the same cadence. Yeah, the eight-year-olds aren't buying albums right now. I think we need to make it eighteen, Alice. <laughs> hey, I, Bubba, that was a heartfelt tribute to me. Um, I am perhaps the greatest low-rent Terry Funk ripoff. <laughs> In the history of the business. <laughs> yes, you are. At his low rent Terry Funk ripoffs go, you're doing one hell of a job. A hell of a job. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as low rent Cactus Jack ripoffs go, same to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you were ripping off what I ripped off years years before. But hey, Jake Robertson, a wise man, knows where to steal his material and. Um, you can do a lot worse than Terry Funk, and if people like what I did or what you did, I encourage them to look into the archives and uh, learn, you know, watch the uh, the original. Terry Funk, in my opinion, was the great is the greatest wrestler of all time. The best does not get any better. And for hey. people who are going to put up arguments, first of all, it's completely subjective. There's no way <laughs> to clearly say who is. My reasoning for putting Terry in front of everyone is that he made it easier than anyone in the history of the business, in my opinion, to suspend disbelief. It was really, and to the point where, I mean, I'm at a show uh, two years ago, an independent show in upstate New York, and I see Terry coming down. He's going to manage some, he's going to manage Man Scout. Gary Lawler, Man Scout is the grown-up Boy Scout. You know, it's a great gimmick, right? Great heat getter on the indie circuit. And I see Terry coming. I just see the look in his eye, and I say to the ring announcer, "Like, you better run." And he's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "You better run." And I see it. I can tell. I go, "What?" what?" He goes, "What do you mean?" But I'm the ring announcer. I said, "I don't care. You'd better run." And Terry came in and punched the ring announcer square in the head. And afterwards, like the guy's like, "I don't get it." He's got an ice pack on his head. I was like. What part of the words you better run? Don't you understand? <laughs> so the sad truth is, like he comes out, he's this amazing legend in our business. But like maybe a quarter of the people by that point know, oh, this is Terry Funk. They make the connection. 
even if they didn't know, within a couple minutes, they realized there's a crazy old man out there, and he's a danger to all of us. Like, I, so I just, man, he's uh, he's something else, something else, the best there's ever been, in my opinion. Uh, totally agree. You know, Mick, we gotta. We, there's a lot to talk to you about today, and obviously, want to go back to Monday. Um, I, I thought you were kind of in a tough position because, <laughs> I, 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 and you laugh, but you know. I think both Bully and I are on page with that. I think this 24-7 championship is going to be very, very entertaining. Actually, like of what we've seen from Raw and what we've seen from SmackDown. And, it, you know, it is it is a sports entertainment company, not a pro right. wrestling company. <laughs> but you're in a tough position because, all right, Mick Foley's coming out to unveil a title. Right. Everybody was expecting the hardcore championship. And then you pull out, like, like we heard yesterday, a, a, a sign from a Georgia Waffle House uh, on a strap of green leather. And, you know, it was moans and groans from the crowd. I mean, that was a bit of a tough spot for you Monday night. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, the title design was the least of the <laughs> issues. Look, no matter what you pull out. I mean, I was there with Stephanie Ringside when we unveiled the Universal title, and uh, the crowd, who needed a rest at that point, they were like five and a half hours into a six-hour show or a seven-hour show uh, at SummerSlam a few years ago, just spent the rest of the match chanting how the belt was stupid. And the only thing that was stupid about it, was, in their opinion, is that it was red. Um, so no matter what you pull out of there, unless it was that old hardcore title, is going to be met with some disinterest. It's still kind of frustrating, not just frustrating, but uh, kind of terrifying when you realize they're not buying <laughs> what you're selling. But it wasn't, you know, you go back, and uh, the, Dave, you've had a chance, and Bobby had a chance to see me, you know, when I do the one-man one, the one -man shows. And the nice thing about the shows is that you see what works, and you build on it. You see what doesn't work, and you discard it. You don't get that opportunity when you're cutting promos. You know, it's one and done. And I look back, it's like, oh, I would have changed so many things. You know, I wouldn't have come out with like a real serious uh, intent when it's going to be a humorous belt or a title. You know, well, Mr. McMahon's not listening. I can call it a belt. Um, and so, so I would have changed a few things. Uh, but I will say, uh, you know, I get to pick and choose what I do. I could have. Obviously, so I don't. Obviously, I don't know if people know I could have declined. You know, sometimes I do decline things because I want to make an impact when I come back. And I thought this was going to give me that chance to do it. And I still, I do believe, <laughs> I do believe it's going to catch on. I have to believe if someone didn't wasn't entertained by Ron Killings having a referee in the front seat <laughs> of his car, <laughs> which was actually my car. That's the news flash. I wow. just sit around and wait because I had, I'm on the Emerald Isle, you know? Like no, 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 no. That was no, my no. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. That's a lie. Well, I, I, that I is a lie because you are way too cheap to rent a Cadillac. I don't. It's the Emerald Isle. It's, it's, it costs the same as Illumina. <laughs> didn't didn't <laughs> you? Right. Wait a minute. Didn't I got you, the kind of status. Didn't you and Steve Austin used to have contests back in the day about who could rent the cheapest piece of crap car? Yeah, uh, but A, <laughs> times have changed, and B, I'm not here to do a commercial for National Rail Car, but if you've got the status and you, you, know, you rent frequently, you get on that Emerald Isle, and if there happens to be a, a Cactus Jack fan there among them, um, you get, uh, hey, hey, buddy, we got a Cadillac for you. 
So the big breaking news is that Ellis Edwards drove me up in a, G- in, a in some kind of a Jeep or whatever. And then actually the Foley rental was used to hide Bobby Roode in the trunk. So when I got back to my car, they were like, all right, we had to take your bags out of the trunk. <laughs> Why do you have to do that? And then I came home and I watched the rest of the show and I saw, oh, okay, because the title, the 24-7 title changed hands right outside my, right outside my car. That's pretty amazing that a title changed hands outside your rent-a-car. I mean, that's, Breaking news. That's got to be a first. <laughs> Not a lot yeah. of first in pro wrestling. That's definitely a first. Uh, I, I don't know. I think everything's <laughs> been we've done something uh, at least once over over time. But um, going back to the the um, the title, I think it's going to be fun. The truth is, we can't do the things we used to do with the hardcore title. And if you call it the hardcore title, and uh, the emphasis is on like uh, you know the imagination and uh, the fun. Um, and bringing a lot of different guys into the mix, which I really like. Um, well, if you try to focus, you know, the hardcore title is going to hurt that. But I think we're going to hear from people who are not happy with it, but we hear from them all the time anyway. Um, I think it's going to be a fun title. I think it brings about that time, you know, like, you know, people remember the amazing moments. They remember moments, you know, whether it's great moments in a match or, or just fun, incredible moments backstage and like i remember jerry briscoe winning the title from crash holly while crash was sleeping and was it a five-star wrestling match (laughs) 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 was it steamboat flair probably not (laughs) definitely not it's jerry briscoe winning a title while his opponent is sleeping the referee's counting quietly like crash didn't even know he lost the title so he woke up it's, you know, it's uh, headbanger Mosh uh, winning, you know, challenging Crash at the, you know, where was that place we used to go? The Basically a, a Chuck E. Cheese type place, and they're in the ball pit. So I think uh, the writers, you know, my sons on the team, they're going to be coming up with uh, imaginative ways of putting people in the mix. And, uh, and so looking back, I would have changed the cadence a little bit. I would change the uh, attitude, but I would still go out there and do it. I still think it's going to be fun, and I think uh, I think fun has been missing from uh, WWE programming, um, and uh, I believe this is going to be really helpful. And you did. I mean, you you had a lot of passion in that promo. It was you. It was almost like Orson Welles speaking before Benny Hill's get. <laughs> wow. Well put, my friend. <laughs> And also, I was forget. I had never blanked out that many times. I mean, there were times before I went out for my first uh, promo as general manager. Like they're playing the music, and I went up to Stephanie and I said, "Listen, I'm going to forget where I am. It's not a matter of if, not a matter of when. It's a matter of it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. So if you can just be there with like a couple key words, like to put me on track, I'd really I will get through this thing." What I didn't tell her is that I might forget where I was like 15 seconds into the promo where I literally said, it's great to be right here in Green Bay. And then the next day, uh, uh, Carlos Cabrera said to me at catering, he said, did Stephanie walk by you and say five alarm fire? And I said, yes, she did. (laughs) So (laughs) I went, great to be right here in Green Bay. And then I felt like Cindy Brady on the quiz show episode where that light goes red and she just completely zones out. And uh, Stephanie had to jar me back into the the promo, so uh, I was it was scary. It really was because I was like there were like five different times where I thought to myself, 
I have no idea where I am, and I was kind of like racing in my mind to try to get the information out there, not in the right order. But uh, I, all in all, you know, it was it was uh, it wasn't a home run by any means. It was like I took a giant swing and I dribbled the ball back to the mound. Mick, what was the importance of mentioning that the hardcore uh, that the twenty four seven championship was going to be defended in the third hour? I I think uh, well, this is where I was like, we're going to get raw. We're gonna, you know, it's like, we're gonna, I I wish I had that to do over again. I would not have emphasized that. I think that the and also there was a previous promo that I had committed to memory that was then revised. Believe it or not, Vince revises things as they go. Like this is, I see, uh, uh, that's breaking news. Renee and Corey, (laughs) it's like 30 minutes before the show. They're like, what are you guys doing? Just like waiting for the, uh, matches. Like, you don't know what matches like, uh, they're still in the meeting. So Vince, I think thrives on that. Uh, uh, what my dad used to call, you know, fly, we're flying by the seat of my pants here. Like, instead of asking somebody for directions, we, you know, in the seventies, way before the advent of the GPS, like we're flying by the seat of our pants. I think Vince really enjoys that. And I think the idea is that people are going to, that the third hour is going to get a little rougher, a little wilder, a little more unpredictable because uh, I know when I was GM and I'm aware that I'm, you know, I'm using run on sentences like crazy, but when I was GM, and you are aware that it's a you know kind of a fictitious job post, but at the same time it's very real in the sense that people are holding you responsible for the programming. Uh, and I knew that people were breaking towards the SmackDown show, like it was kind of like the the darling of the internet. And then the feeling was like, why do you try that third hour? It's like a giant albatross around your neck. Uh, third hour is really difficult. Um, and so I think it's an idea of making the third hour more unpredictable and giving it that feeling of the old uh, attitude era. Mick, earlier on you said that your son is on, is part of the creative team. Um, and we were talking earlier in the show about how, in my opinion, there's entirely too many cooks in the creative kitchen in WWE. How do you feel about that? Well, given that my son is on the team, uh, and I know how hard he works, um, I mean, they said, really, I mean, I tried to talk him out of the job. I was like, you, you know, you're not going to go in there and write the show. You're going to find out what kind of creamer Ed Koski likes in his coffee. And he did. He went through that process. I mean, the, the note-taking, is just, you know, it's elaborate note-taking. It's organizing. Uh, you know, back in my day, as we say, you know, we just got bullet points, and we did really, really good. Um, I still think that this is what I've said several times, um, that scripted promos may not hurt that night's promo, but once you relieve the uh, the, the wrestlers of the need to think for themselves, kind of 24-7, I think it eventually hurts every single promo because the characters are not as authentic to themselves. And, uh, I mean, some of the greatest promos ever delivered have been scripted. Um, but they were scripted for guys who were in the groove, who were, um, you know, had hit their stride and had been thinking for themselves for years. Um, so I think there's a time and a place for it. I just don't think it's every time and every place. And I do think there's probably too many cooks in the kitchen. 
But, but Mick, a scripted promo coming from the mind of Mick Foley is one thing. A scripted promo coming from the mind of Bob Smith for <laughs> Mick Foley does not connect. So I don't yeah. have a problem with scripted promos as long as they're being scripted by the people who know the character the best. Yeah, and I was lucky that I had I tended to have characters that people like enjoyed writing for even going back to like literally bob smith at pwi <laughs> i think that was his name he was one of the writers at pwi where they just make up stories but they had a good imagination as they got into the feeling of the characters other characters are very difficult to write for and the and the i the feeling tends to become generic after a while so I wish they'd let, you know, I talked about taking a swing and, you know, dribbling it up to the mound, but some of the best, you know, like this is, I don't want to overdo the baseball analogy, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, home run hitters don't achieve great things without taking giant swings and missing once in a while. Just ask Dave Kingman. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, and we're, I think we're playing it, I think you play it really safe when you're scripting things because you avoid the disasters the big strikeouts, and I believe me, I had my share of strikeouts when I did my own thing. Um, but you actually don't, you never hit that towering home run that people remember decades down the road. Mick, you, you mentioned this uh, on your social media account, at uh, Real Mick Foley, and you know, all our fans know that we lost uh, Ashley Massaro last week, and you have a very special uh, GoFundMe that's that you posted on your Twitter for her daughter for her education fund. Can you explain that to our audience? Yeah, it was, I mean, Ashley's death hit me uh, really hard in a way that no, you know, no one's death has in a long time um, outside of immediate family. And uh, so I wanted to help in some way. I saw Lisa Marie, Victoria, um, at a convention, and I said, what can we do? And she said, Lillian Garcia and Christy Hemi were trying to set up a fund. Um, so I got in touch with Lillian. I got in touch with Christy. And um, and this is it was almost like serendipitous because they wanted to do something. They didn't know what the family needed or wanted. And I was like, I, I wrote to Christy. And this is, you know, this has really brought the women together in a very powerful way. They're calling themselves in the uh, Squared Circle Sisterhood. There's about 20 of the women who worked with Ashley. They're really bonding. They're vowing to be there for each other. Um, and uh, they, they they wanted to do something special. And I was lucky that, uh, you know, I'm a Long Island guy, and I was able to make it to uh, the service yesterday and able to speak to Ashley's uh, mother and her daughter and I told her that, uh, told her mother that, uh, you know, the women wanted to do something special. And fortunately, Ashley has, you know, great parents, a loving home. Their daughter's going to be looked out for. Um, and I so so they didn't need funeral costs. Like they're lucky, you know, some of the people in our business who uh, pass away aren't aren't that fortunate. Uh, uh, but I told her this is something that the women really want to do, and it's something that fans can feel like they're part of. How would you feel about a college fund? And uh, and she was open to it. And what was really nice is I went, I had these beautiful photos uh, 
that were taken at 2006 appearance uh, that I did with Ashley. And uh, Bubba, you know how cheap I am, right? So the idea of going online, you know, the, the photos were watermarked. And uh, about four days ago, I put up one of the watermarked photos because I didn't know how to buy them. I honestly didn't. I'm not that technologically advanced. So uh, one of the people responded and gave me a link. And even though it felt funny to be going on and paying $100 for five photos of myself, I'm so glad I did it because they're beautiful photos. I was able to uh, run them off. Uh, I was able to bring them by the house. And I had written a letter to both uh, Ashley's mother and her daughter. And her mom said, you know, Lexi, look, and she had her finger on a certain point. And uh, the point of the letter was talking about what's known as a New York State 529 college savings plan. Uh, And she said they're setting up a college fund for you. And uh, Ashley's daughter got, she was just really happy and really touched by it. And I think it's just a great way for people in our business, both the people who work with her and the people who, you know, who followed her or were fans of her, uh, can, can contribute and uh, make a difference. And I hope if someone's in a position where they can donate even $5, to any amount helps. And what also helps is just getting the word out, just uh, retweeting, sharing, talking about it, letting people know it's out there. And definitely go to at real Mick Foley to find out all the information. And if you can retweet it as well, Mick, it's always a pleasure having you on, man. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you guys. Always good talking to you. Even you, Bubba. Thanks, Cactus. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.